your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Wednesday, April 28th edition of Locked On Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. This is a daily podcast where we talk about all things playoff bound Florida Panthers. I'm Armando Velez from PantherParkway.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. You can follow the show account at L-O underscore F-L-A Panthers. You can also email me at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow the national show, Locked On NHL Pods, anywhere you listen to podcasts, and their Twitter page at Pods. And don't forget the new Crosscheck NHL show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. And this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room. Change it away. We talk sports. And a wonderful morning to you, Florida Panther fans. For the first time since the 2015-2016 season, your Florida Panthers have punched their ticket to the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it's been a long five years since the Panthers have been back in the playoffs after losing in six games to the New York Islanders. Sorry, but the Stanley Cup qualifiers don't count as a playoff. The Florida Panthers had literally no chance and did not compete well with the New York Islanders, just didn't match up well, and they were outskated in every way, shape, or fashion. But we're not... We're not talking about the Stanley Cup qualifiers. We're talking about what this team has accomplished this season. We've known for months now that the Florida Panthers were going to the playoffs. But, of course, it wasn't official until last night. Now, if the Panthers lose every game from here on out, they're still guaranteed a spot in the playoffs. We don't want that to happen. They're still fighting for home ice, at least in the first round where... Tampa Bay is still looking to find their groove, which we'll get, we'll get into more later. But the past five years, look at what's happened. Shortly after the Florida Panthers make the playoffs, win the Atlantic Division, losing six to New York. Then the very next season, they're off to a bad start. Gerard Gallant gets fired. Next season, he goes to Vegas. They make the Stanley Cup final in his very first year with the team. Then there's... Bad relationships with the front office, the players. Insert Tom Rowe. He doesn't finish out the season. Hire Bob Bugner from the San Jose Sharks, who was an assistant coach. That experiment didn't work. They were playing the whole games in hand game for most of the season and trying to play that game of catch up. Made a run a little bit in the 2018 season where they were going on a major streak but just fell short before finally being eliminated by the Philadelphia Flyers, defeating the New York Rangers on the final game of the season. And then the Florida Panthers just had a game the very next day against Boston that didn't matter. 
they won, but it didn't matter. They fell a point short of the playoffs. You've had that this core three this whole time with Huberto, Ekblad, and Barkov. Though Ekblad is out, still out for an extended period of time. You had this core, three top three picks for this team that have just not been able to get over the hump. They made one round, but they weren't able to advance and were on the bubble of making the playoffs, but just the surrounding pieces around them weren't working. Had to trade Nick Bugstad and Jared McCann a few seasons ago for expiring contracts to create cap space for a goaltender in Sergei Bobrovsky, which we'll talk more about Bob in a little bit. We're thinking about also the vintage Trocek trade just last season for Itu Lusterainen, Chase Prisky, Walmart, and Halla. And just a lot of the management decisions from the front office to complement the core three just weren't working they weren't there wasn't any stability with the coaching until last season coach q had to go through cleaning up some of the mess that bob budner made and bill zito coming into this season he had to clean up some of the mess that dale talon made and he's still in the middle of doing that with some contracts on the team that just don't belong here long-term, like an Anton Stroman or even a uh, Keith Yandel. So the Panthers are still winning while still trying to fix some of the mistakes that from the past regime. So bravo to the coaching staff, bravo to the players, bravo to the front office, bravo to Vinny Viola, and bravo to you, Florida Panther fans, because you guys deserve this. The South Florida community, we've seen what it's like when there is a winner. Even one round of the playoffs back in 2016, when I was still living in South Florida at the time, I was a senior at FIU when the Florida Panthers made the playoffs in 2016. And that town was buzzing for the Florida Panthers. There was a lot of talk throughout the county of people who don't even follow hockey really religiously and they were pumped about florida panthers hockey so it just goes to show what happens when you put a winning product on the ice and south florida is starting to pay attention you see that the local news stations of nbc6 wsvn cbs4 miami are making appearances in front of the bbnt center because the cats have just been playing well all season and they want to have that coverage and that's what happens when you win and I don't think this is a one-off neither. Something that David Dwork referred when he came onto the show that for the first time in a while, there seems to be a sense of stability and a hope that there could be more sustained success for many years to come. Doesn't mean that it'll result in Stanley Cups right away. Not necessarily. I don't know if, I don't think that the Florida Panthers are going to win the Stanley Cup this year. However, they're in the dance. They have a chance to compete for it. And all you got to do is get in. That's really what matters in this game. 
and you're getting hot, hopefully at the right time, though they lost yesterday, they only have five games remaining after last night's game. So what matters really right now is number one, getting healthy. You're expecting Carter Verhage to come back in the next homestand, even though Nolachari was out last night after just being inserted back in. You're hoping that he remains healthy. Patrick Hornquist missed this whole series, this back-to-back series, which the first game was thought as a maintenance day, but now now he missed the second game day-to-day with an upper body injury. Chris Drieger was injured in last night's game with a lower body injury inserted in. And yeah, the second straight game in this one, we had a goalie change in the middle of them. One was injury-related, one was performance-based, and that's something we'll get into the next segment and i didn't even have i didn't even break down this seven to four win that that's what it was it was a seven to four win against the natural predators last night to clinch a spot in the postseason and i'll get to that in the next segment so stay tuned right here on locked on panthers this episode is brought to you by locker room locker room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans the app is free to download and once you're in you could talk with me other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I'll be hosting locker rooms sometime in the next few weeks, and you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here every day. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You'll find fans just like you on Locker Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. You'll have a chance to chat with me and might even have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Panthers podcast through our locker room conversation. Go download the free locker room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Create a profile and link your Twitter and join the NHL group of your choice for the latest league updates. Follow me at LO underscore FLA Panthers so you'll know when my room goes live. I know you won't want to miss it. I can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on the Florida Panthers. See you there. Locker room. Changing the way. We talk sports. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. The improved Built Bar is even deliciouser with 18 amazing flavors and six new flavors of caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft, and easy to chew. Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health conscious guy. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. And today's flavor profile is Cherry Barcia with 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Built Bar has reset the promo code for this relaunch with a free cooler with the purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Wednesday, April 28th, 2021, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 7-4 playoff clinching win against the Nashville Predators. This game was where the Florida Panthers just dominated most of this game. and. If at the end of the second period in this one, the Florida Panthers were down 4-3, to three, but still 
it seemed like the Florida Panthers were still going to find a way to win this game because of how dominant they were, aggressive in the offensive zone, attacking Soros over and over again. And this game finished with a shots on goal differential of 55 to 30 in favor of Florida. And the goaltending was not the best in this one. Two out of the four goals by Nashville were on Bobrovsky with not great rebound control. The one by Luke Cunnan at the 650 mark of the second period. And the one by Tanner Janot at the 1240 mark of the second period as well. And this was a game where the Florida Panthers should have ran away with it early and not kept it close, but goaltending was an issue in this one. And I got to give credit where credit is due in this one. When Nick Fairbanks came on the show yesterday, he talked about the possibility of Spencer Knight being part of the regular goalie rotation, possibly. And there's still no indication of whether he will that if he were to come in, would he be ready to take the reins and take off with it? And he mentioned Jordan Bennington of the St. Louis Blues, who was inserted in January where the St. Louis Blues were around last place and they made a run to win the Stanley Cup. And here's another one. In the 1971 season for the Montreal Canadiens, there was a goalie uh, by the name of Ken Dryden who was inserted as the goaltender for the Habs in March of 1971, his very first start in the NHL, and called from the minors, only playing six regular season games before that, and he ended up helping the Montreal Canadiens win the Stanley Cup that year, and he won five more Stanley Cups with the Montreal Canadiens, and he won the Consmite Trophy that year in 1971. So this wouldn't be the first time in Stanley Cup playoff history that you would insert a goalie in his very first season with the team, and they would take off and running with that. There's no guarantee that Spencer Knight would be inserted in. But after last night coming in, after Sergei Borowski gave up four goals in two periods, with which two of them were his fault and two of them weren't, the young 20-year-old goaltender did not allow a single goal. And the Florida Panthers, their dominance with how they were playing in their offensive zone continued to show. And on the other side, UC Soros was outstanding this whole series, mind you. He faced 95 shots in two games against the Florida Panthers. He was great early and often stopping almost everything, but just couldn't contain it towards the end. The Florida Panthers just kept attacking, and there's only so much that UC Soros can do on the other side. This game featured a five-point night by Jonathan Huberto, two goals and three assists. 
Sam Bennett continues to just fit in so well with this team who got three points on three assists in this one. Alexander Barkov in this one scored two goals in this one. Really needed, especially to tie the game. Owen Tippett in this one was started off in the bottom six of this one, and eventually Coach Q made a line change in this one. And Owen Tippett in this game led the Florida Panthers in shots with eight, and you just kept seeing him attack, attack. And there's been plenty of talk about Owen Tippett, and especially when you're watching games live because there are many opinions about certain players. Tippett's one of them. Of course, yeah, everyone has an opinion about Yandel. But Owen Tippett, everyone is very quick to give up on him, but Coach Q hasn't given up on him. He was attacking early and often and finally got his goal. He got one of those uh, those really greasy goals, as they call it. And a little bit of a thought that I was thinking in the middle of this game when Owen Tippett was attacking the goal was, man, Owen Tippett's not, we could try Owen Tippett on the first line and even he wouldn't be able to finish his opportunities because they've tried that experiment before. But hell, was I shut up last night after, shortly after thinking that, Coach Q puts him on that line, and Owen Tippett scores. So he proved me wrong, at least for last night's game. But hopefully we continue to see that from Owen Tippett. So that, that's another thing. So with Carter Verhage still waiting to come back and Nolachari re-injuring himself after Monday's game, do we see more? Top six minutes for Owen Tippett. That's something to ask because the amount of times that and chances that a guy like Owen Tippett got yesterday and Gusev was the one, the odd man out, out of the top six in that case. And let's talk about Mr. Clutch for a second. Frank Petrano, once again, Scores another game-winning goal, now his seventh of the season. When he's called upon to score, when it's a clutch situation, at this point now you have to be on Frank Vitrano watch when the games get close. And it's been like that all season. Frank Vitrano, just in the very second game of the season, he had a game winner and and spread out throughout the season. And now, as of yesterday, he got another game-winning goal. So it's been a thing for Frank Vitrano all season long and to to have that energy boost from a guy who can definitely score when it matters most another one in this one is Anthony Duclair even though he was not one of the players to get a multi-point game in this one he scores on a crazy feed by Jonathan Hoover though cross ice Strange angle, and Anthony Duclair just snipes it through UC Soros, and he continues to get points when it matters. And it's 13 out of the last 13 points, excuse me, in his last 11 games. And the Anthony Duclair had a little bit of a rocky start to his time with the Panthers, just 
getting assists, not really scoring goals. But Anthony Duclair now is really fitting in with this team. And Coach Q did something today where he kind of separated that 911 line a little bit, which got me a little bit skeptical going into this game because of how well they were playing in the previous games. I mean, Anthony Duclair had some time with the top line for most of this season before he got hurt, was on COVID protocol for a little bit, but he's found a way to score regardless of where he's at as of late. And let's talk about the power play. The power play went three for five in this one, and that is the most telling one. After going weeks, a few weeks, ever since Ekblad's injury of this team struggling on the power play, they found a way to convert often in this one. Going 3 for 5, 60% in this one. And UC Soros, his team on the other end just let him down, allowing so many shots on him. He was pretty much carrying this Nashville Predators team. In game one, they only scored one goal against Soros, and that was a 4-1 to loss where you think that the Florida Panthers should have scored at least two or three more to make it at least a little bit more interesting. In this one, you could argue that the Florida Panthers could have had maybe at least like nine or ten goals in this one, but UC Soros kept it close. This was a game that shouldn't have been close in the first place, and when it was, like I said earlier in this episode, when it was 4-3, to there was there had to have been many Panther fans out there who were thinking, man, they're down four to three, but they're dominating this one with just questionable goaltending here. And the and I tweeted even before Spencer Knight came in, okay, he's active. Is he coming in? They put him in, and look what happened. The Florida Panthers run away with it. They win seven to four, and they clinch a spot in the twenty twenty one Stanley Cup playoffs. And boy, what a feeling that is for the first time in five years to be back on that stage. And now is the time to not take the foot off the gas, get some players to rest, but still fight for that home ice because in the possibility of battling for the state of Florida, which is now looking more likely with a playoff matchup being against Tampa Bay, you want to be at the BB&T Center versus Amelie Arena, especially. If, I mean, not if, when Vasilevsky starts every game for the Tampa Bay Lightning, and if they're, most of the games are in Amelie Arena, it's going to be a really hard time for the Florida Panthers to get it past Vasilevsky, who is the best goalie in the league, hands down. In the next segment, we're going to go around the Central Division to see what happened in last night's slate of games. You're listening. To Locked On Panthers. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, Major League Baseball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 
Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the promo code Locked On. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Wednesday, April 28th, 2021, where the Florida Panthers are coming off a 7-4 victory over the Nashville Predators to finish off their season series against Nashville with a 5-2-1 record. And speaking of records, they continue to play well against the middle tier and the bottom tier teams where 6-2-0 against Detroit, 7-0-1 against Columbus, and now 5-2-1 against Nashville. So they're taking care of business as they have all season for the most part. So around the Central Division, the Tampa Bay Lightning defeat the Chicago Blackhawks by a final score of 7-4, to same score as the Florida Panthers. So that's a team that the Florida Panthers are neck and neck with for the second spot as of right now. And the Tampa Bay Lightning have two games in hand now, and they're only one point behind the Florida Panthers. And the Florida Panthers next week will have a four-day gap in between their game against Dallas on Monday and their game against Tampa Bay on Saturday. So we'll get a better indication in between then of where the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers are before their final series of the year because that's when Carolina and Tampa Bay will be making up their games in hand while the Florida Panthers will have quite a lot of rest in between. And that's rest that the Florida Panthers haven't had really this whole season with the exception of the Dallas Stars and the Carolina Hurricanes having their COVID outbreaks in the beginning of the season. So the Carolina Hurricanes, after losing an overtime on Monday against the Dallas Stars, defeat the Dallas Stars on Tuesday by a final score of 5-1. to one. And last night, the Dallas Stars played their final home game of the season. And we talked about Dallas and their COVID-19 outbreak, which set them back. And the Stars, they're going to finish this season playing one, two, three, four, five, seven straight road games to finish off the season to try to make their case for the playoffs. Right now, they lead the Nashville Predators in point percentage by two thousandth of a point, two points behind with two games in hand with one more matchup left next Saturday, May 1st. So. Circle that on your calendars. I know I said that on the Locked On Predators crossover, but circle that as a playoff-type intensity matchup coming up in the next few weeks. And the Detroit Red Wings and the Columbus Blue Jackets, the two teams who have been eliminated from playoff contention, they went to a shootout where the final score of that was one to nothing. And I feel bad for the people who have to cover that game because two last place teams and no goals through 65 minutes of action. And then a game was decided in a shootout on that one. So Florida Panthers challenging for the second spot in the central. What helps is that they play head to head against the Tampa Bay lightning, which gives me a 
better feeling that they could possibly get up to the second one. Because they've struggled against Carolina this year and because they don't play them again, I have a hard time believing that they will get all the way to the top. So right now, with being ahead of Tampa Bay and head-to-head, I can see how the Florida Panthers can get at least home ice in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But hey, the Florida Panthers won 7-4 to on this one, clinched their spot in the playoffs for the first time in 2016, and exciting times are ahead for the Florida Panthers to possibly make a run. And it's funny because we're 28 minutes in of me recording this podcast, and there's still so many things I wanted to cover about what's going on in the NHL with a new TV deal. So that's something that you might want to come back and listen to me talk about later this week. So if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you get notified every time an episode drops. Make sure to follow the Twitter page at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Make sure to email me at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com. Don't forget the national show, Locked On NHL Pods, and the Crosscheck NHL Show with Andrew Berkshire and Mary Clark. So I'm Armando Velez, signing off. And you've been listening to the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.